It's Real Talk with Raylene Chalinor, foster care and adoption. Hi, and welcome back to another Real Talk. I'm your host, Raylene Chaloner, and this is Real Talk with real people about foster care and adoption. And today's Real Talk is with, how do you pronounce your name? Because it's L-A-R-A. Yes, it's Lara. Lara, like Lara Spencer. Maybe. Right, on HGTV? (laughs) Yes, that's right. But from Dr. Zhivago. Oh, okay. See, now it makes sense. Okay. Not not Laura Spencer today, Laura Stafford. Yes. Yes. Hi, Hi. welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so so excited. Because we had your hubby on, and uh, for those who maybe missed it, he's episode 43. Mark was with me a while ago, and that was really fun. Um, And so I knew that I wanted to have you on the show. You were on my list, and I'm so glad that we finally made it happen. Yeah, me too. Um, You guys are foster and adoptive family, but um, from conversations that you and I have had, you kind of went into that kicking and screaming (laughs) a little bit. I did a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Can you just give us some background on your hesitancy into jumping into the crazy? Yeah, well, I mean, it's simple. My hesitancy is selfishness and I just didn't I liked what we had and didn't want to think about the need and didn't really want to take that jump because it's hard it is hard yeah and did you have friends that were fostering I mean how did you know it was hard just I didn't have close friends Mm -hmm. but a couple that we knew uh, had done a lot of foster and adoption from really hard places and Mm -hmm. she was starting to blog and so, I mean, I, I had heard about the need from the church as well. Like, yeah. you know, the need is out there. It kind of starts making itself clear. And then um, this friend had started blogging and she wrote something like her family wanted to adopt one more and they'd already had seven. <gasps> they had all these kids and Whoa. hard, medically fragile, the whole thing. And her family said, we can do one more. And she said, no, I can't do one more. And then she said she looked at her home through the eyes of an orphan mm. and realized that, of course, they could do one more. <sighs> and that like that line was the, the kicker for me. I'd been wow. reading, and but that was the one that <laughs> I couldn't yeah. ignore anymore. Yeah. Isn't that amazing how the yeah. Lord does that? Yep. Like, uh, you know, there's things coming at us all day, but that was the one thing that he chose to kind of just take down those walls and the fears and the, yeah. Um, Also, in a previous conversation that you and I had over a donut, um, (laughs) um, you had said that uh, you were that person that would hear of these good books and resources and you would pass them on to other people, but you yourself weren't willing to read anything yet. Yes. Um, give us some insight into your thinking. (laughs) Yeah, well, I know myself that if I read something that's true, I want to act on it Mm. and I'll get behind it. And I knew that if I started reading these tugging your heartstrings stories and just the truth from God's word about we're supposed to be caring for orphans Mm -hmm. and vulnerable people, I knew if I started down that path that I would have to go down that path, yeah. and so I would recommend it. My cousin, and she had wanted to do foster care, and I said, oh, you should read Fields of the Fatherless. <laughs> I'm not going to read it, but you should. <laughs> I'm not going to read it. <laughs> and they ended up adopting from the system. So. Oh, how funny. I know. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So on her hard days, you know she's using your name as a cuss word. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> it's all Lara's fault. Yeah. <laughs> funny. Yeah. Okay, so but on that kind of uh, – 
vein, let's keep going. You you are a self-proclaimed researcher. You had told me you like to research, you like to read, you like to um, figure things out. So on your foster and adoptive journey, what are some of the books or podcasts or um, things that have kind of stuck out to you? Because I'm sure that um, those resources will be helpful for some of our other foster and adoptive parents. So what are some of the ones that kind of really kind of helped you on your guys's journey? So the one that that I was talking about that got me kind of in originally is called Ransom for Israel. And oh. it's Darren and Stacy Gagnon, and they've oh. got quite a story. She's on my list to yes, interview. You should interview yes. her. Um, and so just reading through her blog, and then at the same time going through uh, Carrie Fulmar Bible study about oh. on, on James, actually, which, of course, James is all about yes. what we're doing and we're caring for vulnerable yes, and caring for I avoid and, James. Avoid yes, James. I do. <laughs> yeah. If you don't want to get into this, yep. avoid James. Um, so doing that study with and, and studying James with our church at the time, and oh, my man. husband was pastoring in Cottonwood, and it just started to become a real issue for both of us and we got our church rallied and we were you know doing the orientation yeah. and all of those things getting ready to foster and, and our church was behind it and then we had to move and Ugh. so kind of all stopped yeah. but once we moved back here then I got into Jason Johnson's blog yes. which is amazing and read all of them I just couldn't even put it down and we started getting training at that time through mm-hmm. for for licensing. We were getting licensed, and uh, then after that, reading Reframing Foster Care, yeah. which is kind of his Jason Johnson's blog, right? As well, which that book was very instrumental in in kind of getting me in and ready. And then six weeks into our first placement, getting Mark in a better space, he got to the, he hit that wall. Yep. At, I guess at six weeks, there's this feeling of, oh, this is real. What this did I do? Yeah, <laughs> this is long term, and this yes. is hard. Yes. And so at that point, he was ready to read that book, and it just does exactly what it says. It reframes your view of foster care and kind of takes, you know, if you. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of an example, but yeah. just taking all of those wrong thoughts that we have mm-hmm. about this is so hard, I want to get out from under it, I don't want to do it anymore. The parents are terrible people, you know, the biological parents are terrible people. Yeah. Um, the system is broken, I can't do anything in here. But he takes all of those wrong thinking and, and reframes it, mm. honestly. And so at the end, you're kind of left with a deeper passion, a better foundation, I think a biblical foundation. Yeah. Am I right that you guys went on to um, to teach the class or to at least you did like a, what's the word I'm looking for? You, book club. Yeah, like a book club for yeah. other foster parents. Yes. and Using that book. And it really was, we weren't really leading it. Like we were pretty new into the whole thing. We, yeah. we got it together and we met with people but the people we met with were farther along even in the journey and they mm-hmm. had so much wisdom to share. But all of so us good. together just going through that book and and kind of going, okay, this is why we're doing it. Yeah. There's a big reason why we're doing it. Yeah. Um, and it kind of helped us all to keep going yes. during that hard season. Ooh, that's good. So yeah. that that's probably one that 
um, if someone is new to foster care or is just mid-struggle and hasn't read that, that's one that you would highly recommend that they Absolutely. need Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And okay. even people outside it who aren't going to actually foster but maybe want to be involved in some way, yeah. it's a good one just to help understand what the families are going through. And oh, that's good. Understand more about the biological families and the kids and yeah. the dynamics in the system and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Do you have any others for us? So also during that time, like right before we got our first placement, I started listening to podcasts all day long, basically. <laughs> I would clean, listen to podcasts, yes. and, and kind of exercise, listen to podcasts yes. anytime I'm doing brainless stuff. And so the two that were really great were the Forgotten Podcast. Yeah, yeah Jamie Cave. Yes, I like that one. And then the Foster Movement Podcast yes. with CAFO. Like and what too. I like about that one was that they would – they would talk about a topic in foster care, but they would also interview a foster care alumni. Yeah. So you're kind of getting that insider information, yeah. which we don't usually get you know, mm. from the kid's point of view. Right. So. Yeah, it is. It's hard to get the kids to talk. I've, I recently had one that aged out of the foster care system, but it's very hard. I've tried yeah. to get some others just so that we can get perspective, Yep. you know, as foster parents. How can we do it better? Yeah. Um, those things. Those are really good. Um, I had a couple, too. Um, specifically, like, for kiddos uh, like our son who have fetal alcohol oh, yeah. issues, um, the book was called Trying Differently Rather Than Harder, hmm. which I just – I love the title itself. Yeah, yeah by Diane Malbin. Um, kind of like you said, reframing foster care. You're reframing your mind of, you know, not – like trauma-informed care does for us yes. like like not what's wrong with you but what's happened to you right. you know and it and helps you have a different perspective oh that's great so that one's really good so for any of you out there who might know uh, parents raising kids with fetal alcohol that's a, a great one um now this one is is kind of off the wall but um a lot of our families that we work with when we're foster parents when you're working with the biological family um I wouldn't say all, but a high percentage come from poverty culture yes, um, and just that genera- generational poverty. And so you are actually working with a, a different culture. You're working cross-culturally. If you've been raised middle class culture, um, you're not going to understand poverty culture sure. unless you educate yourself. It's going to drive you crazy. Yeah. Um, and so this one helped us, and it's actually for teachers working like in inner cities and that sort of thing, but kind of opened our minds, and it's called um, uh, A Framework for Understanding Poverty Culture, mm. and it's by Ruby Payne. Um, social workers read it, teachers read it, but um, I we really enjoyed it, and it helped us a lot working with some of the bio parents yeah. that we ended up working with. Um, sensory processing as well. That's always a huge one yes. for our kids from hard places. Sure. So a couple that um, helped us is um, the out-of-sync child and um, raising a sensory smart child. Hmm. Those two were good. Yeah. And just gave good ideas, you know. I mean, if you're working with the OT, then they're probably giving ideas, but um, – that gave us some good ideas. Yeah. And then also um, along the lines of, you know, when you're working maybe with a, a family or a parent that seems to be coming from poverty culture, um, when helping hurts, 
Yeah. I, did you read I'm that? I'm just starting that one. I had <gasps> never are? heard about it. Yeah. And it's the first chapter. So good. Isn't it good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just kind of learning the balance between helping or enabling. Yeah. And I mean, we could use that just even in our own families. <laughs> There's yep. always that one, I don't know, sibling or whatever, <laughs> you know, that even uh, substance abuse or, or those types of things. Um, yeah. I think it gives good perspective to say, hey, am I helping or am I hindering? Am I enabling? Um, yes. And it's from a faith-based point right. of view, which is good too. Yeah. 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 So those... Hopefully, Real Talk listeners, those are helpful for um, for you or someone you know. You can pass those on, and then we'll put those in the show notes to the on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so, on your journey now, you've been at this for how long, you guys? Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. So, two and a half years we've been licensed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, are you still feeling the need to? grab a resource are you still feeling the need to (laughs) read a book listen to a podcast yes because now we're in this we're on a break and we're doing some respite but we've taken a long break actually more than a year at this point Mm -hmm. and I need the resources to help me want to get back in at this point I yes. kind of don't. I know. I get that. Yeah. No, that's why we called it Real Talk. And yes. I wish more people would be because we need to know what we're getting into. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're, I just think a lot of foster parents, we are, um, we're dreamers. Yeah. We're, we're also doers, um, but we are for justice and this and that. And I think we have to have a realistic perspective that we can want justice and we can want, you know, to love on these kids from hard places, but they, they are hard. They can be hard. Yeah. It's really hard. And just to remember that the eternal value of what we're doing is it outweighs the comfort and the security and the just, I don't know, the ease of our regular lives. I, I would give that up every day if I'm thinking rightly about Eternity. That's a great sentence. Yeah. yeah. If we're thinking rightly. Yeah. Yes. And I, I mean, we're called to deny ourselves. Yeah. But who wants to do that? Not me. No. <laughs> honestly, deep down, we don't. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and that is why we need Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Because, sure. yeah. All right. Well, we're coming to the end of our time already. Fast. I know. <laughs> but fun. Yes. So fun. Thank you. You brought some great resources to us, and I know it's going to be helpful. It's helpful for me. There's a couple of there that um, I didn't know of, so I'll do my research, and um, maybe that one of those will be a good summer read. Yeah. <laughs> and I just appreciate your time. Thank you. I know you're a busy woman, so appreciate you being here. Is there anything that you wanted to say that you didn't get to say? No, I think I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yay. It was fun. All right, Real Talk listeners, we've come to another end of another episode of Real Talk. I'm your host, Raylene Challoner, and it's bye for now. Prescott Realty, because who you work with matters. What you can expect from Prescott Realty, integrity, trusted advisors, and specialization. Whether you're looking for home sites, homes, condos, multifamily housing, or rentals. And did you know, Prescott Realty is number one in land sales. With 50 years experience and 500 million in real estate sales, they know what they're doing. When you're ready, there's only one call to make. To Prescott Realty, 928-499-8700 or prescottrealty.com.